1: We have reached championship weekend in Paris. Welcome to this women's final edition of TC Live at Roland Garros. We're presented all week by our friends at LoopNet. And after two long weeks in Paris, the climb to the top of the proverbial tower is just two sets away. One woman who has started to rule Roland Garros like queens of centuries past, facing an uprising from the comeback queen it is a battle for supremacy on the Bat 2. Iga Swiatek and Karolina Mukova, both playing for history. Our tennis channel premiere of the women's final airs at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. The returning champion, Iga Swiatek, comes into the championship full of confidence. She hasn't dropped a set all tournament, trying to become just the third woman in the open era to win her first four major finals. Meantime, Carolina Muchova, arriving to her first major final. Having saved a match point in the semis, comes in a perfect 5-0 against players ranked in the top three. She will crack the top ten herself by raising the trophy today. Cannot wait for this one as we welcome you back onto our FanDuel Tennis Channel desk. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Paul Anacone, and John Wertheim. I want to welcome all the viewers watching on YouTube TV. You can now find Tennis Channel and T2. On YouTube TV. All right, Chanda, it is the day of the big match. What are your thoughts heading into it?
2: I'm looking forward to this. one. I mean, we're all kind of wondering how much Karolina Muhova will have left. I mean, she expended a lot of energy getting through Sathalenka, having to save a match point. Iga Swiatek has looked so good. She had... Four, six love sets through her first three matches, had a retirement, wasn't really pushed going into that quarterfinal against Coco Gauff, but I think she had to show just enough fight, just enough poise, and then again against Haddad Maya, so maybe that helps Iga just be a little more match fit and kind of match ready, ready to fight, helps her maybe get off to a good start. I think that's going to be a key, but all of the odds are on Iga Swiatek. I mean, that's the, you know, the favorite. But we have to remember, Muhova did beat her before. It was a few years ago, but maybe that gives her a little more confidence. you not believing no, it. No, I believe it. By, I, by the way, I it was four it. years ago.
1: Iga was a teenager. That said, Iga was still ranked higher at the time.
2: She was, and it was on clay. Yep. I mean, Muhova, she's a tricky player. She's got just enough variety, uh, so we'll see how Sviantec deals with it.
1: Sviantec, she's won this title twice. She's becoming like a Rafa favorite here at Roland Garros on the women's side, Paul. But Muhova had never been past the third round before. What's different this year for her?
3: Uh, I think just she's kind of made it her own perfect storm, right? Got off to that great start against Zachary first round. Only lost one set until the semifinals. And Chanda, I think, summed it up so well. Just really good with variety. You know, she can do a lot of things that break rhythm for players, make them feel really uncomfortable. There's a little variety right there, a little back spinning drop shot. She's a very, very talented woman. The biggest thing for me is how will she handle the moment? What will go through her mind? How much will she trust her game? Will she be able to execute under pressure? We know what Iga can do in these big moments. She's getting more familiar here. So for me, Mukuba has to really do a nice job mentally and use that rhythm breaking to create some problems.
1: As Chanda and Paul have mentioned, John, two very different roads to the final here at Roland Garros. Sviantek, pretty smooth sailing. Muchova, a couple of potholes.
4: Yeah, someone, uh, someone took local roads. Someone put their path into ways and went directly. So this is Muchova. She starts off with a top eight seed. Beat Sakari, and then the draw really opened for her. I mean, even in the, in the quarters, she played Papi who was not inside the top 300 at the time, and then a big, big win in the semis against number two. But you see the look of Bagel said against Podoroshka. Um, Speaking of Bagels, here's Eagles cap. Um, a tad easier, and I think more critically, Five fewer hours spent on court, but look, I mean, she had four bagels in her first uh, six sets of tennis. A kind of little bit of a push in uh, that's doesn't want to talk about the bakery though. Yeah, she doesn't want that. That's off the table, as it were, for conversation. But uh, egos played a lot less tennis and a lot less stressful
1: tennis too. When she won three years ago, didn't drop a set, lost twenty-eight games heading into the final. Has lost. 23 games. So on pace to even better that, Igor Sviantik. We'll hear from both players later on TC Live, but let's get to the men's semifinals from yesterday. And we begin with the most highly anticipated match of the year for Carlos Alcaraz Novak Djokovic. For a couple of sets it lived up to that high.
3: Yeah, I mean two of the best athletes you will ever see on tennis courts and probably elsewhere. Just tremendous offense from both. Novak showed us why his defense is so difficult to penetrate. First set, got out in front, got that break to serve, and was just the better player in the first set. I felt like Alcraz missed a lot of balls, but have a look at this, folks. That one is for the record, folks. My uh, friend next to me, Steve Weissman, said
1: that's been
2: done before.
1: Federer did it uh, back in the day, but uh, maybe it's it's been a while. Yeah, well, the second set was a lot of excitement, wasn't
3: it? Alcraz served for the set, lost his serve. And then all of a sudden, the 5 all face break point and got through that, then broke it. Love it. was a set-all. John, it went haywire after that. Yeah. These were almost like two different matches. Uh, we can see
4: Alcaraz hopping. This is early in the third set. The cramps were kicking in. He later attributed to tension, but, you know, Novak Gilbert played a part in that. A lot of long points, a hot day, and then the tension of having Novak on the other side of the net. And after the first two sets, a much different Match, uh, honestly Alvarez, we, we didn't even know if he would get through this, but just a great lead. Depleted, diminished player, Novak being Novak, and this, for two sets, almost three hours, just lived up to the hype, and then,
1: actually became a little, real painful to watch, guys. Now, I said the tension of the match was the reason for the cramps, full credit to Djokovic for imposing his will, both physically and mentally, into his 34th major final in 70 Grand Slams played. And that's nearly half, decades of dominance. The stats don't mean much after the second set, but the biggest one isn't even pictured. Djokovic, now just one win from his 23rd major singles title. All right, the other semifinal, Alexander Zverev. Back in the final four after leaving last year in a wheelchair, facing last year's runner-up, Shanda Casper-Rude.
2: Yeah, and Rude got off to a terrific start. And it's such an advantage when you can break early right out of the gate. The first time of asking, got that early lead, Rude, and just relaxed and settled into this match. A lot of winners early on. Zverev trying to be a little bit aggressive but looked just a little sluggish with the first step in some of these rallies and Rude took full advantage. The forehand was a big shot for him, yeah, able to get that first set tucked away and it was a little more of the same in the second, although it took a little longer for Rude to try to get the break, he had to opportunity there. Took advantage again. Just line drives in the big spaces, big margins. Just felt like he was playing the type of tennis that he could play all day long. Two sets to love, and everything was against verev and Rude. Just kept firing. You gotta get to that, Steve. do you can't let that go. But again, Rude just finding the spaces he needed, finding the angles nice uh, movement there and playing just so within himself this was a big match a big opportunity and he looked very good, comfortable favorite. in the moment mm-hmm. got through pretty straightforward with that
1: Since from gone. the beginning he's to the getting, last point everything was going my way cast into his third grand slam final in the last five majors So, Rudin Djokovic is going to meet for the fifth time. Djokovic has won the previous four, including two on play, all eight sets. The Tennis Channel premiere, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on Sunday. Let's check out the odds with FanDuel, John. And Novak Djokovic, pretty heavy favorite to this one. Maybe... Plus 116 on both players winning a set. What do you think?
4: Yeah. yeah sure. Um, I mean, you know, it's funny because this is the third seed against the fourth seed, right? I mean, in, in a vacuum, this shouldn't be uh, lopsided. But I think uh, sort of everything points to Novak, including the head to heads that you mentioned. Um, sure. I mean, Could Rude get a set? I, I I think I would do that. But I think that's where half the value pump the brakes.
1: Right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. All right, Paul, Novak Djokovic on the verge of history. 23 major singles titles that would take the lead on the men's side. Can Kasparud spoil that? Look,
3: you don't get to the finals by accident. Mm. Uh, Kasparud's playing some great tennis, and the fact that he's been in three of the last five major finals, he's getting more comfortable being in that situation. The problem is it's Novak Djokovic on the other side of the net. And, And also... The matchup is a tough one. You know, besides being the finals of Roland Garros, the style matchup is a really tough one. That's why Rude has not won any uh, sets against him and lost twice in straight sets at Rome in 2022 and, and 2020. So it's a little bit tricky for me to say he's got a good shot. There's always a chance. We saw him out here practicing a little while ago, working on some different patterns. He's going to have to get out of his comfort zone to do that. If he does, he can create some opportunities. Then it's a matter of what Novak does if he feels the pressure. But Casper has to start off really well. He cannot get down a set and a break. It's going to be a quick match if that happens. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, matchups are so important. When you look at one style versus the other. And I think for Casper Ruud, he plays similarly to Novak Djokovic, but Djokovic just does everything better. And it was so impressive the way Djokovic was serving yesterday, really going after it. It's why he had so many of those serve plus one points in his favor. And I think that's the same type of mentality he's going to take into this matchup. I think for Ruud, he'd have a better shot if it was two out of three sets. Three out of five, we talked about this with Alcaraz. Djokovic is just such a master, you know, at working through a match, at understanding the ebbs and flows of it. And it's just tough to see Rude with the real pathway to win, although anything can happen when you toss the balls up. you got to favor Djokovic pretty much in every department.
4: Uh, we, I feel like we need to do stretching exercise. You need to be really limber, I think, to build a case uh, for Casper. I mean, look, there have been these moments. Juan Martin Del Podro comes out and hits Federer off the court at the 2009 U.S. Open. I mean, there is a bit of history, but you just go down the list, and it's hard to figure out anything Casper necessarily does better than Novak, rising to the occasion with history on the line, the head-to-head records. I, you know... Who knows, it, uh, we, we hope for a, a good, hard-fought competitive match. I don't think the tension is going to bother Casper Ruud, but I, I just I don't see a lot in the Ruud column of, of the ledger here, guys.
1: As we know, Roger Federer's retired, Rafa's not here, but until proven otherwise, the big three still reign supreme when it comes to best three out of five, and that's Novak Djokovic looking to win his third straight major. 20 straight matches won in majors. We'll continue to break this down on TC Live tomorrow morning. But much more to come in this show. The most controversial moment of the tournament ended with smiles all around. No more tears, more good karma for Kato. Plus, John Wertheim explains how this tennis power couple continues to thrive despite all the turmoil surrounding them. And we begin our best of the best countdown of the 10 hottest shots and prettiest points of Roland Garros 2023. See if your favorite player made the cut. More championship TC Live after this. TC Live at Roland Garros is presented by LoopNet, the most popular place to find a space. Back on TC Live, it is time for our Tennis Point gear spotlight. Rafa fans snap on this QR code. It is the Rafa Collection. Available now, this Babolat Pure Aero Rafa Tennis Racket, developed directly with Rafa Nadal. Features tour level specifications, a stiffer frame, head-heavy balance, get you more spin and power. Then we got the 12-pack bag, three fully insulated compartments to carry up to a dozen rackets. The design reduces strain on your back and shoulders. Shop now for the Rafa collection and more with this QR code or at TennisPoint.com. .com, tennis-point.com. Got a lot. I mean, the colors are, are beautiful.
2: They are. And I don't need the 12-stick the bag. Yeah. But the racket is all the things <laughs> I the like, best. Steve. Yeah. Head heavy. Think, uh... A little stiffer frame reduces tension up here. I need all of that. Cute. Use my phone. Get that QR code.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we can hook you up with one of those. Exactly.
2: You know, I've been a Wilson girl, you know, yeah, so true. long. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know.
1: You can get that at tennis shop as well. Uh, John, John what, do you, what do you make of, uh, you know, Rafa? And he's he's liked the pink for a while now. Oh, the, uh, yeah, Rafa. i been yeah. rocking
4: the pink for a while. Yeah, exactly. Nice contrast goes well with red clay. But uh, let's hope we haven't seen the last of Rafa actually
1: swinging those sticks and not just making yeah. them for sale. The gear is hot, what about the forecast? Here's Fox Weather for today's match.
0: Hey there, on am Fox Weather's Craig Herrera and here's today's Roland Garros forecast. Mix of sun and clouds to start the day, but you're gonna notice things change by the afternoon with the chance for showers and thunderstorms. Highs, right about 81 degrees. A bit of a breeze out there, gusting up to seven miles per hour for our pros. Hey, remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device.
1: Thanks so much. Still to come, Gems Life sparkled in Paris. We look into the incredible world of Alina Spitalina and Gael Montfils. Tana Paul, Don, and Steve back on TC Live from Roland Garros, presented by LoopNet. One of the best stories early on at Roland Garros. Gael Malthis making an incredible comeback in the first round. Down love for break point in the fifth set. Malthis fought back to win after midnight in front of the French crowd. His first tour level win of the season. What a moment. He would withdraw from his next match with a wrist injury. After that win, Monfils still got up early to cheer on his wife, Alina Svitolina, who had her own magical fortnight in France. Svitolina made it all the way to the quarterfinals, but as John Wertheim reports, there is much more to their story.
4: Together, they have combined to 27 professional tennis titles. More than 400 weeks inside the top 10.
2: $42 $42
4: million in prize money, and one daughter, Sky, born last October. They're tennis's current power couple, a husband and wife, both still active players, him at age 36, she at 28. While Gail Monfils and Alina Svitolina have both played at the highest level, in his case literally, they now have different sources of motivation. <laughs> First Monfeats, tennis's great showstopper, perhaps the most gifted natural athlete tennis has ever known. He may have a triple-digit ranking at the moment, but he continues to play as a means of entertaining and bringing joy to the festivities. He has stated that he wants to stretch his career through the 2024 Summer Olympics, which will be held in Paris at Roland Garros, the equivalent of a home game. And he continues playing because he wants to be there for his wife. (laughs) She, you see, has been through a lot, a nearly inconceivable lot. In 2021, Monfils and Svinelina married. That same year, her tennis triumphs were many, not least her beating future Wimbledon champ, Elena Rabakina, to take an Olympic bronze medal for her country, Ukraine. Six months later, Ukraine was invaded by Russia, and Svitalina's life was invaded as well. Family members suddenly made to subsist in cold and darkness amid danger and uncertainty. Peers entered the military, some never to return. Schools and tennis courts that nurtured Svitalina as a girl turned to rubble. Between marriage, motherhood, and war, understandably, hitting a ball over a net seemed trivial. Yet, it also seemed like the best way Svitolina could help. So she launched a comeback for maternity leave. Charged by a love of tennis, yes, but more so by a love of country. Tennis would become a way to call attention to Ukraine as it defends itself bravely. For Svitolina, tennis would be a way to raise awareness and funds. Tennis would be her instrument to make sure Ukraine's struggle stayed top of mind and didn't escape the world's attention.
3: I would like to share this with my homeland. I will be donating all my prize money.
4: At tournaments, she'll play her matches, but also make appearances and hold press conferences and donate significant chunks of her prize money. Between events, she'll hold fundraisers and work with her foundation and use her social media platform as a megaphone.
3: Hey, guys, how's the Gems Life going on the Instagram account?
1: <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> this is not what motivated either Mumphy's or Svitolina when they were top five players not long ago. These are not circumstances they envisioned, much less for. But here they are, together, soldiering on. Here's hoping he makes it to the Olympics next summer. And here's hoping the war in Ukraine will end soon and she can go back to playing for herself.
1: Well done, as always, John. And uh, let's start with Alina Svitolina, that half of Jem's life. We've talked about this before, Chanda. Had a baby October 15th of last year. That is less than eight months ago. What she is doing is superhuman.
2: Uh, it's incredible how short a period of time it has been as for Svitolina since giving birth and to be back out to play her first tournament in April in Charleston. We were there, and it's unimaginable that she would have won a tournament by now, got to the quarterfinals here at Roland Garros, her, her first major back I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and to do all of it with what is going on in the background, with what she's having to deal with personally, with her family, with her country. I don't think any of us can really understand the ins and outs day to day, and how she's been able, you know, to bring that type of mindset. I certainly think that her husband, Gael Monfils, he has been such a big help, and being here uh, in France, where she has felt so supported, maybe that um, has really helped her deal with a lot of it but it's just tough to imagine how she's been this strong and her tennis has been just fun to watch.
1: Yeah to think that she won the title in Strasbourg. She's only 28 years old so certainly a lot more tennis still to come for Alina Svitolina. Paul that one night Gael Monfils was that spectacular Lamont that we have grown accustomed to seeing. How do you see his hopes uh, of making the Olympics back here in Paris next year?
3: Well, I think the biggest challenge for Gael is going to kind of be what it's always been, but more magnified. Can he stay healthy? Um, And I think that that's been an issue throughout his career. We know how unbelievably talented he is. We know what he can do uh, with a tennis racket, and we definitely know what he can do with a crowd. I mean, he is just electric. Um, He makes everybody stand up and applaud. But will the body hold up? I I still think he's the best athlete I've ever seen on a tennis Mm. court. Um, I love Washington plays one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in the locker room. I hope he can stay healthy and put on a great show because here in Paris, that would be spectacular to see him play the Olympics here. Um,
4: well, with the wrist injury is a bit of a cause for concern, also, I mean, keep in mind there's an eight year age difference with this couple, I mean, Guillaume Monfils is almost 37 years old and as host of the 2024 Olympics, Paris has one discretionary spot, but that presupposes there isn't a player in the top 56. So just it's technicalities, but it's no given that on ranking he'll be able to qualify. It would be a great way for him to put a bow on this this wildly entertaining career. But I just keep thinking, we all sort of uh, followed Jem's life. It was a fun social media thing. And that's taken a very different turn this last year, or 15 months. And it's become a much different story, but the couple seems as strong as ever. They're now parents, and Svitalina's playing as well as ever. Guillaume Monfi still a wonderful entertainer, but you do wonder if we'll
1: see him again anytime soon. But By the way, Gems Life has some competition for Biggest Tennis yeah. Power Couple. Now, th- there is a new Instagram account that has popped up, Sitsi Dosa. That's right, Stefano Sitsipas Sitsi and Paola Badosa. They're the new Gems Life, and they are producing a lot of content right now.
2: We've got to go with the longevity, though, yeah. Steve. They, yeah. They, they're not there yet. <laughs> they're not, they're not, there. not, not there. there yet. Has it been a week?
1: <laughs> not yet, but they, they have more videos out there than anybody. By the way, Steffi and Andre, they are the ultimate oh, yeah. tennis royalty, all, right? All sports. Oh, yeah, 30, 30 major titles together. Tennis Channel's premiere, the women's final, 2 p.m. Eastern. Fiattec, mukhava you don't want to miss it. More after this. Iga Swiatek returns as the women's defending champion, hoping to claim her third title on the tear bat 2 and maintain her dominance at the top of the women's game.
4: Sublime domination by Iga
3: Swiatek for a second. Roland Garros. What a year it's been for Iga Swiatek.
1: Domination, indeed. Take a look at this. Women with three major titles in the open era. Ega already in this exclusive club with Ash Barty, Angie Kerber, Jennifer Capriati, our own Lindsay Davenport, and Virginia Wade. So, John, what does it say to you that at 22 years of age, Ega is now just two sets away from passing all of those Hall of Famers.
4: Yeah, I think uh, this is just a signpost on the way to a much bigger number. And she's young, she's undefeated in finals going into today, there's variety to her game, she's an athlete, uh, you know, if, if she gets four today, that's great, but you get the feeling uh, that the, the clicker's gonna have plenty of clicks left.
1: She, she's turning Roland Garros into Poland Garros, right? I mean, this is her third final here, she's already won <laughs> twice. Well, what makes her so dominant? Only one set lost, by the way, when, when she's won here. What makes her so dominant here?
2: You know, that's a good question. We try to encapsulate greatness all the time. And, you know, from the start, this seemed to be the surface that suits Iga Sviantec's game. She has a little more time um, on the clay. She's got big ground strokes. She really looks to explode the ball. She's so quick with her footwork, getting in and out of the corners. Those are all skill sets um, that benefit players on this surface. I think also it's the intangibles. It's her mindset, you know, how she never takes a point off every point she goes a hundred percent you know so having that type of mentality on this surface match and match out it makes it tough for opponents to find inroads to find you know drops in her level drops in her concentration I think that makes her such a tough out on this surface as well and you know we talk about the footwork But until you're on the other side and you hear those little steps and you see her, you know, taking those extra, you know, minute moves, you know, that allows her to get in position time and time again. So I think it's the sum total of her game.
3: Yeah, you, you know, the thing is that sometimes we have this preconceived idea of clay quarters being steady and solid and not missing a ball, and she's all that, but she moves and plays with a sense of urgency. I mean, Chanda, you mentioned it with the, the small steps, the footwork, the heavy forehand. She doesn't let players breathe. I mean, she is oppressive. You can't find gaps anymore. You used to be able to get to the backhand a little bit more easily. Now she's hitting that more offensively. She's coming to the net. So, it's a really difficult matchup for everybody because number one she moves great on clay number two she doesn't miss much and number three the heaviness of the forehand it is just jumping everywhere so it's really tough and like john said i think those uh... those tickers are just going to keep clicking 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 she's uh, rough on this surface especially
1: would be the third woman in the open era to win her first four major finals let's hear from both players inside the press room
3: who knows what can happen? I think everything has uh, its own time, and and uh, yeah, in the past it was not easy, and that's actually what makes me to appreciate this this result even more now, because I know what I've been through in the past, and um, yeah, to be now in a Grand Slam final, it's uh, for sure my dream, and and I'm super super glad that um, that I'm here, and uh, that I'm gonna play finals on Saturday. I really like her game, honestly. Um, I really respect her and I'm, she's, I feel like pretty, um, a player who can do anything, you know. Uh, she has great touch. She can also speed up the game. Um, she plays with that kind of, I don't know, freedom in her movements and um, and she has a great technique so uh, so I watched her matches and I feel like I know her game um, pretty well but obviously um, on matches is a little bit different and um, I'll be ready no matter what
1: three major titles in her last 10 events that's pretty spectacular 62 straight weeks at number one by reaching the final, Sabalenka losing. She has guaranteed to keep that going, third longest streak after making her number one debut. And, of course, last year she was simply unbeatable. Toughest match came in the semifinals to Beatrice Haddad maya Chanda.
2: Yeah, and the first set was you know fairly straightforward, although you know, she really had to work to get ahead And this is where things shifted for her after losing her serve the first game, able to rebound Chiantic. And they're finding that cross-court passing shot would win the last four games of this first set and she was off and running. She's such a front runner and was able to get better. But in the second set, Hadad Maya really showed her class, her fight, was able to get a set point. She saved it and here was the forehand that really allowed Chiantek to find the openings. That forehand from Hadad Maya got things back to seven all. With these last couple of points here, it was Fiontech more aggressive, taking ground away, staying on top of the baseline, and exploding the ball. And that is one of the strengths of her game. When things get tough, she digs in even more, handles the moment beautifully with all the pressure on her, and able to close this one out in straight sets. Huge effort for Lugitch Beyonce.
1: Such a great point, Shannon, because entering every match for the last year, the pressure has been on her. She has been the favorite and she has lived up to that world number one ranking. On the other side, Karolina Mujuba in that semifinal against Tarina Sabalenka. She was on the verge of defeat before somehow finding a way. This was a great match. First two sets, incredibly high-level play. See
3: Mujuba there getting up to the net, and when she does that, it breaks rhythm and gets out of pattern. She's very difficult to deal with. Look at the two-hander down the line. Captures that first set, seven games to six. Give Sabalenka credit. I thought she did a great job in the second set, not going away, trusting the groundies, trusting the game and really just backing yourself in the tie break. played some really good power tennis. Big forehand here, you're never short with passion from Sabalenka. Third set right here, match point, guys. This is where I kind of had to close my eyes for a few minutes. This is a real tough one, a 5-2, and Mukova shows us how well she can stay composed. Sure, Sabalenka made a bunch of unforced errors. But Bukova did exactly what she needed to do. Patience, move the ball around, good shot selection, and the blink of an eye, 20 of the last 24 points, and she steals that match to get into the final. She was a truly a composed competitor.
1: Incredible stuff from the Czech. First major final has completely changed the Roland Garros' narrative, leaving last year in a boot with an injury to just beautiful memories, one win from the title. And she is pitch perfect, like one of her friends. 5-0 and 0 against top three opponents. Remember when Rebel Wilson at Wimbledon was like, ah, I'm such a big Carolina Mujovic fan. And then she got tickets to watch her play. And by the way, Wimbledon's an interesting comp here, John, because remember Ash Barty always said, ah, clay court season's one week closer to the grass. She won her first major title here at Roland Garros. Plays somewhat of a similar game. Do you see a comparison yeah. between Barty and Mujovic? You'll,
4: you'll notice, too, Barty was one of those players. I not bored. She's undefeated against top three players? What? And four (laughs) of those have come at at majors? And one of those was to Ash Barty. Ash Barty, actually, uh, she she lost. She described Muhova as a jockey-jock-jock. She's a very athletic player. Um, And, you know, the Barty comparison, I I, buy to an extent. I think Muhova is probably better suited for the clay. And, again, I mean, she's unseated. She's trying to become the third unseated player to win the women's title in the last six years. So there is some precedent there. But... I think she can really stand in there. I think the big question is going to be fatigue. But mm. uh, Mujava was I, this is not a player. Who, who is she? I mean, I think everyone kind of knew she's way better than her ranking indicated.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a, a former top 20 player. She was mm. 19 in the world, you know, a couple of years ago, injuries and, and bad luck. Um, have kept her off the court for huge periods of time and I think she's finally been able to stay healthy for an extended period she's gaining the confidence from being on the match court and I think this surface actually suits her game I mean yeah. she might have said this was maybe her least favorite surface maybe it's becoming her most favorite because she's got a little more time she's also improved her movement out of the corners she is so good now at getting back into court closing off that space she can go from defense to offense i think that is a skill set on this surface that pays some dividends so there's a lot of of plus um plus marks in the Muhova column and the serve we don't talk as much about that but you know the serve is a real weapon she can get some free points she can get that serve plus one going and so there's a lot of i think positives in her game on this surface
1: if she wins the title here i think she'll have a different view about (laughs) the red clay into her first major final It is coming up 2 p.m. Eastern, the premiere right here on Tennis Channel. There is Karolina Mukhova. She's going to set a new career-high ranking no matter what happens today. Projected to get to number 16, could get all the way to 10. Iga Sviantek trying to become the eighth woman in the open era to win here three or more times. The other players all in the Hall of Fame. Stay with us here on TC Live. Back on TC Live from Roland Garros, presented by LoopNet. More trophies handed out earlier today. Girls singles final. Aussie Open junior champ Alina Kornieva trying to stay perfect in majors. Facing Peru's Luciana Perez Alarcón. Chanda.
0: And it
2: was Kornieva. Really using her experience down the stretch in that first set, was able to get it in a tie break. Nice forehands using that to open up the court. Could also do it off the backhand side. She played that incredibly long match to win the A.O. Junior Girls title at the beginning of the year. This match, not quite as long. She got her nose out in front here in the second set and able to keep it going. And always a huge win when you can get these Junior titles under your belt, so she's now a two time champ this year.
1: First player to win the girls' singles titles at the opening two slams of the year since Magdalena Maleva back in 1990. You're a former junior champ. Yeah. Yeah. How'd yeah. that feel here? Wait. Where'd, where'd you win your junior oh. title?
2: Oh, mine. I can't even remember. Steve Wimbledon.
1: Oh, okay. I That's, barely oh, really that, remember. That, 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 one. that thing? <laughs> that that. Heard of it.
2: I was, I was thinking of, of so many of the matches here in the juniors. You know, playing singles, playing doubles with Lindsay. There was some trauma there. Yeah, You guys played
3: junior doubles together? (laughs) Do we have any video of that? Uh, Please don't. Can we find it? We had fun.
2: We had a lot of fun. What round? I can't even remember.
1: You remember that Wimbledon title, though?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a title.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, there, there were two American boys who made the semifinals as well in the juniors. We've talked about the 15-year-old Darwin Blanche, who John trains at uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero's academy. Yeah. Been hitting with Carlos Alcaraz. What,
4: what a revelation. I, I feel like uh, so some, some credit to uh, junior mom, Lindsay Davenport, for sort of bringing him up. And then with each round, his crowds got bigger, and there was sort of this buzz throughout. Them. I mean, this guy's got... A lot of talent, lefty, lanky, trains at the Ferrero Academy, which I think says a lot about where his priorities are. Ran out of steam a little bit, but, boy, you want a player to watch. We, we hate to hype teenagers. By the same time, it would almost be negligent if we did not remark upon someone who's this
1: impressive.
3: We love to hype teenagers, but we yes. just don't want to put too much pressure on them.
1: We, we, pressure's a privilege, Paul. Yeah, the, the, that, other, the, the other American, by the way, who made it into the semifinal, Lerner TN USC freshman. And where he trains is where you work. SoCal yeah,
3: tennis. I get to spend some time with Lerner on the court periodically and I've gotten to know him the last few years. Great young kid, uh left handed game, a lot of talent. Saw him lose a tough final down in Australia open mm-hmm. juniors this year. Won a bunch of good matches here, and he's one of these kids, I think, that has all the skills that will translate to the higher level. So, look, we had three boys in the final eight of the juniors here, so there's some good, promising uh, players, and to see it on the dirt's really impressive. Yeah. You know?
1: The future is bright. Brett Macy hopes that Lerner Tien comes back for the Trojans. I don't again know. As a... You
3: never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't know. We shall see. Uh, meantime, Andy Murray getting ahead of everybody. Head start on the grass court season. Two-time Wimbledon champ. Got a comeback win over Jason Kubler yesterday. I mean, look at the green grass, guys. It yeah. just gives gives, it gives me goosebumps to see it.
3: And to see Andy out on the green grass this early is pretty impressive, really trying to gear
1: himself up to give himself a good shot at Wimby. Let's just hope we can stay healthy He's going to face defending champion Jordan Thompson in the semifinals. A win here would get him to 45 in the rankings. He would love to get seeded by Wimbledon, Chana. Opportunity.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's close, right on the edge. I mean, the entries happen quite a bit before, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, the seedings can shift right before the tournament based on rankings, so that would be something to shoot for.
1: Not sure whether to uh, to play Nottingham or Stuttgart. What do you think, Paul?
3: Yes. Okay, <laughs> I think That's he good. should play, and I think he should play Stuttgart. Stuttgart, yeah. okay. Yeah. But uh, do stay like, home? Yeah. yeah. Stay <laughs> home, not again. Three
4: weeks, can that be right? Here we play, three weeks, we'll be on the grass at Wimbledon. There we
1: go. Hey, look what's going on, guys. Nice little ceremony right now on court Philippe Chatriere. Oh, Sounds cool. beautiful. well, no, Carmen. We'll let that send us right off to break. Iga Fiante, Carolina Mukova. Tennis Channel Premier at 2 p.m. Eastern. It is Championship Saturday in Paris.
0: Incredible.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's an amazing point. That's just big hitting there. Mark that down for best of the best.
0: She props out the link as a finisher.
1: That the moment the
3: Frenchman needs. Doesn't take much to incite this crowd. Hopefully this is it for the Frenchman.
1: I believe that is what we call foreshadowing of what's more to come from <laughs> Carlos I Alcaraz? Carlos? I think
2: it is. I mean that last that last shot, it looked like his racket bended against <laughs> all physical <laughs> He was, was in the Matrix. Matrix. The Matrix, that's what exactly. it was. He yeah. is the one.
1: It yeah. yeah. was Neo. The Laws of did physics, you see the did not a Yeah, I love that. What are
3: you doing? I, don't
1: I was like Djokovic, who gave the same sort of reaction yeah. to that shot yesterday. I mean, he's a highlight machine. He yeah. is. We're going to
3: have to have our own segment with him, I think, on the show. Maybe like a little five-minute each time. <laughs> best of the best,
1: Carlitos.
3: Yeah, best of <laughs> yeah.
2: All
1: right, time to enter the social net. Biggest drama this fortnight came in women's doubles. Miyu Kato hit a practice backhand. That hit a ball girl. Now, the umpire gave her a warning initially, but the opponents, Sara Sarivas Tormo and Marie Botskova complained that the ball girl was crying, and the umpire changed his decision to default them. In fact, they took all the prize money and points away from Kato. Now, Kato was allowed to stay in the mixed doubles draw with Tim Puts, and the tennis gods came through as Kato is now a major champion. Do it for Kato, karma for Kato, and look how it all came full circle. Posted a photo with the very same ball girl that she unintentionally hit, gave her a gift as well. The perfect ending to this story, Chanda. How about that?
2: Yeah, you know, you kind of, it was lost a little bit in the moment, but you kind of felt bad for the ball girl, maybe feeling like uh, all of this, you know hubbub was because of her crying and, and making a big deal about it and and it wasn't and it was nice to see Kasho kind of acknowledge this and she was just so terrific in her speech the yeah. way you know she kind of you know took on some of the responsibility but made everybody else who was involved involved feel good about it and you know not have any negative feelings so I thought just a lot of positive things came from that and, and certainly she's got to feel that as well she's got a, a title grand slam title the
4: only thing missing about this story now can we win this on appeal and give the poor woman her points and prize money? And then we will have come full circle. We can move on. And uh, we have a new player to cheer for. She got a lot more popular in the last week. And as you say, Steve, got a major trophy to boot. Pretty cool. Miyukato.
1: All right. Uh, meantime, Kana Shikorian team, they are getting back to work. They're going to be playing a challenger in Puerto Rico, Paul. We haven't seen Kay on court in quite some time. It's been 2021, Indian Wells. Had some surgery. Uh, what are you looking forward to with Kay Nishikori?
3: Yeah, boy, it's been a rough go of it for Kay Nishikori. Even when he wasn't uh, totally injured like he is right now, he was always injured. I mean, he had a lot of injuries throughout his career, and he had to have a procedure done to kind of file down some bones to give himself some more space in his arm because of, of the elbow issue. It's just been such a rough go of it. And and Kay, one of the best athletes out there, one of the best two-handers I've seen. Um, And so let's hope he can stay healthy. He's got to build himself back up. He's got to see if he can do the reps so that he can sustain it at the highest level. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be able to do that. Um, Unbelievably good athlete and uh, an extremely hard worker. But look, look, we just don't know what's going to happen because with these injuries, you're just not sure. We've seen Dominic team struggle Mm. to get back. So let's just keep our fingers crossed and say he can stay healthy.
1: One thing I always love to see is folks that have made tens of millions of dollars, have been to the heights of the game, go back to those lower levels. Of the of challengers the Love yep. of the game. Wants to keep playing tennis, and we want to see K. Nishikori back on a tennis court as well. The uh, the entertainment continues, John. And this is is this still Carmen? I believe it is. I'm not entirely sure what the theme is. Would have been a good one yesterday with the Spaniard, but uh, there's the cup, so maybe it's tied to that. Coop Suzanne Longwood. To the winner, go the spoils and the trophies and the money and all that. Here's our championship Sunday lineup. Women's doubles final 5.30 a.m. Eastern. The four of us back for TC Live at 8 a.m. Eastern and the men's final premiere at 2 p.m. Eastern. Back on TC Live, it is time, John, for our LoopNet finding space winning points. Loop net Finding Space is perfect header for this.
4: Listen, is the pre-camp. pre camp working in that boy. Yeah. Uh don't try this at home, kids. What do you? Uh, uh, what are, what are we even? We need we like a name for that. I don't that know. Is, I don't know. Think finding space. Look at the space he found. The Sidewinder. That's not bad. He ran all the way around. It's yeah. so much easier to do a tweener. Oh. And he took tweener. He has so much speed that the he tweener wanted tweener to run uh, further. So the, the tweener just died yesterday. We have uh, we have a new party trick. Wow. Think he's an athlete?
1: Some said this is the best shot all time in the history of the sport. Maybe, maybe He
2: could have hit a backhand, he could have hit a tweener, he ended up
1: hitting a forehand. He I don't know
2: run a anybody further. that could have <laughs> created the that. <laughs> let he so. get a
1: couple more sprints in. Roger did it. He, he did do it. You can find it on Twitter. Uh, time, Chanda, for your FanDuel match oh, pick. Chanda. What do you got? Who are, you, are you putting five or ten on it? What are we doing today? All right, I
2: put five on Djokovic. Got some bucks because of it. All right. Thank Thirty-four
1: you know, wins. Tied with Iga.
2: And partly because I couldn't afford more than yeah, a $5 bet. So had not way to out of prison, <laughs> uh, four, 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 4 John, it feels like it's a, it's a hard road.
1: <laughs> chad is not going to default on the uh, on, the, on the economy.
2: I'm going to stay in there. I'm going to hang on. But, you know, I was trying to look at plus money again. That's kind of been the trend, but I just couldn't in this one. I have to go with uh, Iga Schmiantech. She has just been too dominant. And yeah, it would it would be fool's goal to try to five try to get uh, even five
1: even yeah. five. I mean, it's it's, tough. it's long odds today. <laughs> yeah, who are you picking, John? It's
2: tough. Yeah. Uh, I
4: I
3: see a three three setter. I can't see Iga losing, but
1: I could really? see a uh, really tight match.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be straight sets for Iga Sviante. I think it's been a great tournament for Muhoba, but she's just too good. I think yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to uh,
2: see a battle. I want to yeah. say that I'm I hoping I'm hoping she's got, you know, a little all extra right. push, Muhova a last match of the yeah. tournament. You know, just throw it all out there. But it should be interesting, a little contrast of style. It's a fun. Anything can happen. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, listen, we saw what happened to Carlos Alcaraz yesterday. The cramps. Eagle can cramp. Anything could happen. Our tennis channel premiere of the women's final airs at two PM Eastern with Jason Goodall and Hall of Famer Lindsay Davenport. For Chanda Paul, John, and our entire team. I'm Steve Weisman. Thanks for watching TC Live at Roland Garros. We will see you later today.